Let's get cracking. So, um, Nate wanted me to cover a bit on um, like depression and anxiety and like freedom from that. So, I'm pretty excited because um, I struggled with it for a while and Jesus set me free. So, I'm going to start off at first just with some like stats for um, mental illness and its trends over the like time at the moment. So, around 45% of people in Australia are predicted to have trouble with mental illness in their lifetime. And over 1 million people are struggling with depression every year and more than 2 million with anxiety. Um, And suicide is the leading cause of death in Australians between 15 and 44, with around 3,000 people taking their own lives in a year. So um, I worked it out, it's like eight people a day basically, um, just in Australia. And so that's basically like one person every three hours in our country, like takes their own life, which is like so messed up, not okay. Um, Yeah, and it's just like, it's only getting worse. Like at the moment, like people just, like the world's kind of getting behind trying to like make it a known thing, which is like good, but they can't really do anything to help it. Like they're just uncovering that it's there and not really doing anything about it so we're just seeing how bad it really is and it's just revealing more and more and um yeah I was just like taken aback when I was looking at those stats like far out like when I was like preparing my talk I was like even like as I like do this right now someone's just like killed themselves I'm like that is like not okay and yeah so I just really feel like um yeah we need to hear what God says about it because yeah, the world can't do anything to fix it, but he definitely can. And yeah, I'm just, and I'm pretty sure like everyone here tonight, like is like either struggling with or has struggled with or knows someone that's struggling with some kind of mental illness. And yeah, so I just really thought it'd be a good thing to talk about. Um, So I also was going to share just a bit of like my battle with it as well. So I kind of grew up in a super like sheltered, like really nice, like loving Christian home with mum and dad here. And um, so it was really good and everything was pretty good. But, so I didn't really have any like reason to be depressed, I guess. But then like um, just like as stuff just kind of comes up in like high school and then by the end of like year 12 I just started to like I don't know even like just the smallest things were like worrying me so much and then it all just kind of like snowballs inside your head and then you're just like what the heck am I even like doing on this earth and like um yeah I don't know like it just kind of was getting worse and worse and then i didn't really what I kind of believed which wasn't right but I just thought that was the way that it is is kind of like you get what you get and you don't get upset so I was like I guess I just like got this and I just have to worry about everything and like just try not to like kill myself because that would suck and um but just try and like push through it myself and then it was getting pretty hard so then I just started like turning to other things to kind of numb the pain a bit and so I'll start like drinking and like partying and doing all that kind of stuff, which 
ends up, it covers it for like a few hours, but then makes it like 10 times worse, like the next day and after that. And then one day when I was like, I was just, it, it always like wrecked me when I was like alone as well, like the most, cause you're just thinking you're in your own head and not really doing stuff. And like, it, it actually says in the word, like um, idle hands of the devil's foothold. So I wasn't really doing anything. It was when I just finished school. So you have heaps of free time and I was just at home and I was just hanging out the washing and then, I don't know, I was just like, I wasn't even just like doing anything. I was just thinking about the world and I was like, oh, it's so like intense. And then it all just randomly quickly got super intense. And then next thing I know, I'm like, I was like on the ground and I thought I was going to die for like no reason and <clears throat> I couldn't breathe. And then all this like groaning and stuff was coming out of my body and I was like, oh, frick, I'm actually going to die right now. And then... And then it just left and I could breathe. And I was like, wow. And then I felt really happy and I was like, oh, sweet. And then um, I just started hanging out the, um, the clothesline. And then I don't know why, but I threw my phone across the yard because I was just like, ooh. And then that, that was just a weird side thing. But um, then, I, then, I, but then I got really scared again. And I was like, whoa, because I just felt like at that point, I didn't know why, but I felt like, I don't know, that I was like, because the reason that my, what my thoughts had been doing, sorry, this is a bit here and there, but the, what my thoughts were doing was like, I was thinking that I'd already been like born, predestined to go to hell and that no matter what I did, like God had already chosen me to go to hell so I can't really do anything about it. So you kind of just should just end your life right now. And that's what I was thinking. And then after that like groaning weird episode, it all just left and I was really happy and I was like, what the heck? But then when I kept hanging out the clothesline, I got really scared again for some reason. And I was like, oh, I just feel like demons are going to like come inside me or something like that. And then I went inside and <clears throat> went, wanted to read my Bible and I hadn't even like really been reading my Bible at all at the time. And I just like went to the nearest like devotional thing that I could get and then just like saw the verse and opened it up. And it was like Isaiah 42, 3. And um, it says, a bruised reed he will not break and a sm smoldering wick he will not snuff out. And it just like, when I read that, I was like, oh my goodness. And it just opened my eyes that Jesus wasn't actually gonna like break a broken reed. And I was like, I was a broken reed and I thought that he was gonna break me because that was what I was born for. And I was like a smoldering wick and I thought he was gonna snuff me out because that was what I was born for. But that was just wrong. And he just showed me in the scripture and I was like, oh my goodness, I was just wrong. And I was like, wow, that was so amazing. And then it was all like really cool. And I was like, sweet as. Um, but it didn't really last long, like the happy feeling. And then um, dad ended up coming home and then I told him about it. And he was like pretty taken aback, I think. He was like, what the frick is happening? And he's like, you're going to the doctors to check that out. Because mum had like got smashed with depression ended up having to get hospitalized so because we didn't really like notice it at the beginning so then I feel like dad was pretty wanted to get on it as soon as he noticed something so I went and they got me on like um medication because I did some like test or whatever about like I don't know how depressed or whatever you are and um yeah I guess that that helped like band-aid it for a bit and like you kind of feel good but um it would never like completely go away and I would be like um, up and down, like really good, 
But then, because I was still doing this like kind of party lifestyle as well, it would like freak up the um, medication that I was on because it does something about like releasing your serotonin or something. And then I would go and like, I don't know, do like some drugs that end up messing it up. And then like the next day I would be like having the most simple like um, just thing I had to work out. Like I'd gotten this new job with a um, like personal training thing. And then this guy... I don't know, he like believed in me and was like, oh, I really want you to come and train these people. And then after like two weeks, he was like, oh, I'm going on holidays, can you run it? And it was like all these like high like business people that were like paying heaps of money for it. And I was like, oh, I did not feel like I'm good enough for this. Pardon me. Um, and so they called me and they were like, oh, you got to come in to do this while he's away. And I was like, I was just like, I don't think I can do it. And then it just like was like going around in my head. I'm like, what can I do? Like, can I just do it? Can I just like push through and do it? And I was like, no, I just can't do that. I'm not good enough for it. And then I was like, oh, maybe I can just um, call in sick. And then I was like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, because I just didn't want to talk to the people on the phone and like them be disappointed in me for me pulling out. And I was like, oh, maybe I can... Um, just, I don't know, just never call them and don't worry about it again. And I was like, oh, it'll just come back to bite me. And then all the different situations, I'll be like, no, nah, can't do that, no, nah, can't do that. And you kind of go down and then you're like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to kill myself. And that's what I thought was like the only option. Because like your mind gets so twisted when you're in that place. Because, yeah, it actually just gets clouded and you have no clarity. And then all the things that are normally logical and rational are just completely go out of the window and you end up just going to the worst situation possible, think that's what's going to happen. And so you better avoid it by just like, like the worst thing is like killing yourself by doing that. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm just going to have to do that. And then I was like, I was like, just before, I think it was just before I came to the conclusion or just after, I can't remember. I was like, I'm just going to like call um, dad to see if he's got any good ideas before I do anything. And then I called him and he didn't answer. And I was like, all right, then there's nothing else to really do. And so, <clears throat> um, yeah, I basically was just like, I don't know why I wanted to like make the, um, I didn't want to like dirty the ground that I was on. And so I was like laying down like towels and stuff. And then um, I was going to like kill myself basically. And then I was just getting everything ready and then um, the phone rang and I was like, oh, I just want to hear to see if dad's got any like good ideas and then I'll see if he does and then if not, I guess that's then. And then um, I called dad, but then like as I like answered, I kind of freaked out and didn't want him to like know anything. So I was like, he was like, hey son, is there anything up? And I was like, no, no, nothing's up. Don't worry, like I'm fine. I, yeah, it's nothing important. And then, uh, I don't know what, he just somehow knew, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> like, in the, in the, there would be no way to know in the natural, but yeah, he just like knew in his spirit that something was up and he was like, no, son, like, you're not okay. What's up? And then I just started crying and I was like, I don't know, I don't know what is up. And then he's like, don't do anything, just wait right here, I'm coming back home. And then... He came back home and... I was so proud for translocation then. <laughs> <laughs> but I broke lots of... Speed limits. 
Yeah, you were actually working far away and you got home dang fast. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, basically, like, God would just, like, intervene at those times when I didn't have any hope. But I, because I had no idea, because my mind was so foggy and you're just, like, lost in that place where there's no better option and you feel so worthless. And, like, yeah, the, I just got really, felt really worthless at work in particular and then, like, um... I also just felt really, um, I can't even remember what I was going to say. Anyways, can't, don't worry. <laughs> but, well, oh yeah. I, <laughs> but yeah, Jesus just set me fully free. And yeah, I believe he can do the same for all you guys. And yeah, seriously, he's such a powerful God and he's never one to condemn us to hell like that was never his plan and like as soon as I found out the truth about the gospel I was like wow can you share how Jesus yeah 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 I'm going to don't worry <laughs> I was so worried you were there no 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 but before I do I'm going to talk about something else first um I because I want to talk about how to like s- separate <clears throat> Um, like whatever mental illness we have, like, so like I used to be like, okay, so I have depression, I have anxiety. So me as a person, I'm depressed and I'm anxious. And then that's kind of what you think. And you're like, okay, that's my lot in life. I've just got to go with that. But then what God kind of opened my eyes to is that that's not actually who I am. And that's actually an external thing that's like, upon me that's like clouding my thoughts and that's not my lot in life and that's like the fall of man and all just crapness that's got on me but yeah it's definitely not who I am and I wanted to talk um yes so I'm gonna go to I don't even really need to turn there but I'll go there anyway so 2 Corinthians 5 17 um, because this really helped me just understand how, like, even if I thought that that was like how I was born or how I was always destined to grow up, like, we don't need to like worry about that because there's actually a place where everything old actually passes away. And so what it says is, um, therefore, if anyone is in Christ. He's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And so, yeah, that just really just smashed me because I was like, I thought that's who I was. But then when I step into Christ and go, because I I found it pretty easy. When I was like reading, I started reading the New Testament and then I was like, oh my goodness, this is so much better than I've ever known. And I was like, I really like want to give my life to this and then what I actually said to God which I found pretty funny and I usually say it to people as well that are struggling with mental illness um and like not enjoying life is like it's it's like easier to give your life when you don't want it so like I wanted to kill myself so I was like God's like rather than you just killing yourself like can I have your life and I was like I was like yeah like I don't want it and so I was like I give it to you because I don't even want it And I was like, you just do your best with whatever you can do because I don't want this right now. 
And then he like shows me this, how it's like as soon as I give it to him and then I die with Christ and get risen with him, that everything old gets passed, is passed away. And so like Ben is not a depressed person. Ben is not an anxious person. Ben is not like addictive or anything. He's just completely new. And, and then whatever, I, what I find just so awesome as well is how like when Satan took so much from Job, um, like at the end, when God restored it, he didn't just restore everything to what it was before. He restored it like double, 10 times, 100 times, like ridiculous amounts. And I was just like, wow. Because I used to, I could never have an empty mind and I could never have clear thoughts and I could never be happy. And now like I can't stop being happy and I can't even think of stuff when I try because my mind's so empty and like I can just chill and just be like, and just not even think of anything and just be blank and just be with Jesus and it's so good and I'm like wow like thank you so much for restoring that like a million times fold like oh it's ridiculous yeah um yeah oh now I can't I didn't write down the verse of where this is from but does anyone know where it says like we were not given a spirit of confusion or Timothy, spirit. So one Timothy, I think. Yeah, one Timothy. Cheers, dude. Um, do, 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 do. All right. Hopefully, it's not too big a book. <laughs> I think it. Uh, 2 Timothy oh, okay. 7 oh yeah there we go that sounds good that's a gold star for you no. <laughs> okay <laughs> okay um I'll read, I'll read six as well. So, for this reason, son, I reminded you to... F- oh, no, sorry. For this reason, I reminded you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And, yeah, it was just so amazing to be like, Jesus can actually give you a sound mind. Because, I like... Yeah, I I even started to take it for granted since I've had a sound mind. I've only had it for like, I don't know how long, like nine, ten months. And then I just was like, I read this verse and I was like, oh my goodness, like I actually used to like be so controlled by like a spirit of fear and like everything was clouded and I didn't have any freedom. And then now I've been given a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. And my mind's sound and I can have sober thoughts and I don't have to like worry about anything at all because God actually knows everything I need. Oh, I want to get there. Yeah, I'll go there. Okay. Um, so I, I, I wanted to talk about as well um, that, yeah, so depression is not who we are at all and it's not how, what God created for us and it's an effect of sin. Um, it's an effect of, yeah, sin coming into the world back when Adam and Eve sinned. Um, so it's never 
part of us and it's something external that's come onto us. So never to accept it as who we are. And, um, and then when we do that and we just come to Jesus surrendered, he can work with it and just get rid of it straight away. And I also wanted to talk about um, how it's the will of God for us to be free from mental illness. <clears throat> and yeah, it's completely what he wanted and what he intended and what we can have today. So I'm going to read from Luke 12, um, verse 22. If anyone wants to flip there, I'll just start. So, um, also this is just after Jesus has talked about um, for them not to be like, um, make money an idol and stuff and like worry about that and laying up treasures for yourself on earth, which everyone is kind of like doing because you're like, I want to just like, lay up treasures for myself. I want to like plan for the future, stuff like that. And it just like makes sense for our heads because we're like, we need to lay up because for a rainy day, we need to just be ready in case something bad happens. But then God's saying like, when Jesus is teaching on the Sermon on the Mount, he's like, don't do that. And everyone's like, what the heck? Are you serious? Like, and then straight after this, he's like, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. And these guys are like, are you serious? Like you've just told us to not like worry about money and now we're not supposed to be anxious about our lives and what we're supposed to eat and our body and what we're supposed to wear for life is more than that. And they're like, are you kidding? Like, well, I'm just imagining what they'd be like on the Sermon on the Mount because everyone's just living this way and Jesus just completely flipped it and he's like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. They're like, get out of it. Like, are you serious? And then I just find it so cool because he like shows them the truth of why that's legit. And he goes, consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn. And yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in, hev- with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." Yeah, so I just find it so beautiful how like God's, yeah, Jesus come and taught that and be like, do not be anxious. And people are like, well, like why? We actually need to worry about this stuff because we actually need it. And then he's like, look about, look at the birds. Like, do they worry about what any of that stuff, like what they're going to get clothed with and what they're going to eat? And like, look how much God looks after them. And then how much more valuable you are to, are you to God than like a bird or than a lily? And yeah, it was just so crazy when I read that. And it was like, if you 
if we actually believe that, then we actually don't need to worry because it says like um, verse 30 that your father knows that you need them. So, sorry, I had mineral water before. That's why I'm burping. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so our father, he knows that we actually need those things. And so obviously he's going to give them to us because we're of so much value to him and he loves us so much. And so he's like, okay, so instead of us kind of striving to survive, which we've always had to do, he's like, now you don't actually have to do that because he's revealed that the father's actually got our backs. And it's like, so now instead of striving to survive, we can just like rest in what he's already done for us. And it's like, he's got our backs to make sure we survive. And so then now that that's covered and we don't need to actually do anything, it's like instead seek his kingdom and these things will be added to you. So then we like, okay, so we're like covered now. Like he's got our backs. We can like, he's going to give us enough to eat. He's going to give us stuff to wear. So then we can start like looking to things of his kingdom and like advancing his kingdom <clears throat> and sharing with other people like the freedom of this. And so then we can, yeah, start to like actually advance his kingdom because we don't have any like, so like people of the world, they always got to, be like working and doing stuff really hard and storing up for the future so that they're covered but we don't actually need to do that because we already are covered and so it just frees us up with so much time to just love people and to just spend time with God and be like wow thank you so much that you have got me covered and just yeah I don't know I, I it's just so awesome and then huh sorry yeah is there a bit what was that bit about the where your heart is also Oh, yeah, yeah. So, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. <clears throat> I, if your treasure is in the future and what could be and what in protecting yourself, then your heart's there, which means it's a place of weakness. Because it wasn't it saying earlier that if you set your heart or your mind or whatever into the in the kingdom, no thief approaches. Yeah, exactly. Which means there's no opportunity for that to attack. Like, we'll try, but. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, oh man, I almost missed this bit. But fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Yeah. It's just like after he's said all these things and he's like, this might have like pushed you a little bit out of your comfort zone to like not be anxious about anything. But then he's like told us why we don't have to be. And we're like, oh, that actually makes sense. And he's like, don't worry, little flock, for it's actually your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So when you're seeking it, it's his good pleasure to give it to you. And then <clears throat> I also wanted to cover what the kingdom is. Because he loves us. He, the love that he has for us is beyond anything that we have ever experienced alone. It's, mm. it's just so incredibly big. And, we, and all we have to do is just take it and accept it. Yeah. And I'm just trying to understand it too. <laughs> it's really amazing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you, Kathy. Um, So this is in Romans 14, verse 17. This is Paul talking about what the kingdom of God really is. And this is people like kind of, they've been like, I don't know, a bit of like, some people are eating meat, some people aren't. And there's been a bit of like discord about it. And then Paul's like, wow, like don't worry about what, who does what. And he's like, whatever you do, just don't cause other people to stumble. And then um, 
After that, <clears throat> he goes, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so, yeah, when he's saying that it's the Father's, when we're seeking the kingdom, it's his good pleasure to actually give it to us. And what's he giving to us? He's giving to us righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so then when we're seeking it, we actually, we come to God and we might, with our anxious thoughts and stuff, but then we're like, okay, God, like you've got us. I know that this like makes no sense to my head right now that you've actually got me, but I look at all the evidence around me and in the Bible and I know that you actually do have me. And so, yeah, I just want to seek your kingdom. And then I don't feel like, maybe I don't feel worthy of, um, like approaching you, but then as soon as you seek it, he's, he wants to give you righteousness. And so straight up, you get given like right standing with God so that you can boldly approach the throne of grace. And it's like, basically, if he's for us, then who can be against us? So like he's given us righteousness so we can draw near to him and so that we actually can be covered by him. And then he's given us peace and like, it's actually impossible to find peace proper peace anywhere apart from in the kingdom of God and in Jesus himself and like we might experience it for a moment or just get like a counterfeit version but we can never actually experience peace and then yeah I feel like you can definitely sorry again we can yeah with like mental illness in particular as well like you you never get like a free moment of just peace and just like rest And then as soon as we like let go of that and come to God, he just gives it to us straight away. And he's done that with me and he can do it with you. And it's the most amazing thing like to have like peace that is actually everlasting. Um, And yeah, like to not, because you don't actually have to worry about anything and like you've been made right with God and not what no one can do anything to separate you from that. And then he gives us joy as well. And it's like, joy is another, like, you just are thieved joy by depression and anxiety and all other mental illnesses. It just takes your joy and you can never truly have it. And then, yeah, as soon as we come to God, he can just give it to us straight away. And he's like, here, just like, have it. It's like, and it's the best thing ever because regardless of how you feel as well, you might like, you might not feel like you have joy for a like while, but it's actually there with you right now. And it's like, my joy is actually that I've been made right with God. And I, no one, oh, I don't, it's just his, cause his love is just ridiculous. Like <laughs> it just gives you joy that is everlasting. And then you can, yeah, you don't actually, again, you just don't have to worry about anything once you've been given that joy. And so, yeah, I just wanted to um, particularly make particularly make a point there that it is definitely God's will for us to be free from mental illness. Like he's talking about it in Luke 12 for us to not have to be anxious about anything because God's got us and that it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom and to give us peace and joy and righteousness, which is the complete opposite. So that's exactly what he wants to give us. So it's definitely his will for us to be free from mental illness. And then I also wanted to talk about um, that God's got the power to free us from mental illness. So, 
I am going to go to Colossians 2, verse 9. I'll read 8 as well, Um, because that's where the paragraph starts. So, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human traditions, according to the elemental spirits of the world. For in him... So in Christ, the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. So in Christ dwells the fullness of God bodily, and we get filled with him who is the head of all rule and all authority. We get filled with him. Just saying that. So in him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made not with hands, but by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by cancelling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. So, yeah, as it says in 9 and 15, so in, uh, yeah, 9, how Christ is the head of all rule and authority. And then in 15, how, so this is when he came on the cross and defeated death, he disarmed the rulers and authorities, which was like all like the evil stuff that basically got rule and authority when we gave it to them, when we sinned back in um, the garden, when Adam and Eve sinned, like all rule and authority that they had over the earth was given over to (coughs) Satan and his little minions. And then Jesus came and when he defeated death on the cross, he disarmed those rulers and their authorities and he actually put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him and so he triumphs over them and they actually have no rule and they have no authority now mm. and <clears throat> the only like power they have on us like they can like affect us like massively like I was wrecked by depression and anxiety I wanted to kill myself but then the it was all like a lie that I just kind of like received and been like okay this is just like who I am I'll just like take it on but actually they had no right to do that and that was like illegal power that they like used to get on me and then Jesus came and disarmed them so that they actually don't have any right to get on me and then as soon as I come into Christ and just like chill in him and get hugged by him and hide in him then they just go and they can't do anything and so yeah I just really wanted to say like even though like it's definitely a massive like scary like powerful thing that can take hold of our lives and as we see how it's doing in Australia like people's lives are getting messed up by it but like take heart because Jesus is the one who actually disarmed them and defeated them. And so they've got no power over us um, anymore. So that's why we need to get this message out that Jesus is actually the answer to freedom and to a sound mind because, yeah, that's the only way that depression rates are going to decline is if we, yeah, we and we can bring our lives as testament of that and like him giving us a sound mind and then, yeah, just, yeah, he's, as you can see, he's, and what it says, like, all rule and authority, um, he's the head of. 
And also, just how good is this, that the whole fullness of God dwells bodily in Jesus and that we get filled with him. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, all right. And I wanted to go to Romans 5. Nine. So, uh, I'll read. I'll read from six. So, for while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare to even die. But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God? Okay, so, yeah. Okay, I want to focus mainly on nine, how we, um, just the power of God to free us from mental illness, and it's like we have been justified by his blood, so his blood cleansed us, from all our unrighteousness that that they've established in the first half of the verse how it's like since therefore we have now been justified by his blood which was shed because he loved us how much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God and then when it's saying oh no sorry much more shall we be saved then since it's already like saying that we've covered that our sins are covered then when it's talking about saved, is like the word in the Greek for saved is a lot bigger than just saved. It actually means, I wrote it here right next to verse 9 actually, like saved, healed, delivered, protected. And it means like delivered from not just sin, but all the effects of sin that came onto us. So it's like when Adam and Eve sinned, like they, they handed themselves like over to death and so they were now like unrighteous and they couldn't draw near to God but then also like sickness came into the world and then people started dying and like hate and all that yeah like yeah shame and like then depression and people looking at themselves and like being like oh we're not okay yeah and shame is like massively and we start looking at ourselves and seeing that we're not worthy when it was like we're always not created to look at ourselves and our worthiness, but to like come to God like naked and just be like, I'm not okay, so can you like clothe me? And then he does. And so, yeah, sorry, the word is like being saved. So how much more already being justified, already being clean, will he cleanse us from all the effects of sin? So it's like if the blood can already like cleanse us from all that unrighteousness, how much more can it? free us from all the stuff that got onto us because of that unrighteousness. And so depression and like mental illness, like anxiety, sickness, it actually has no hold over us after because we've already seen the power of what the cross does. Like it actually washes away all of our sin and now we can actually draw near to God. Yeah, sorry, Kathy. Um, if I can just add a bit. Um, what, um, one of the speakers that I listened to is Dan Moller and what he said is that when Jesus died on the cross, his blood was shed for our sin, but his body was so beaten and bruised and um, tortured mm. that he went through everything that was done to us. The sins of mm. blood is yeah. the forgiveness of our sins and, the, and his body is all the sins, um, the 
symptoms. Yeah. So, um, so when he actually died on the cross, he died forgiving our sins through his blood, but also everything that was sin towards us by his body, because his body was the one that actually went through everything that we could possibly have gone, gone through. His body went through that. So he wiped out by going on the cross, he wiped out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And by wiping all that out, it just leads back to what you were saying, that there is no past. Yeah, exactly. Jesus rose again, it's the now and the future, that there is no past. Yeah. Everything, that when we become a new creation, there is nothing left. Like, exactly. to say, the old man is dead and buried, leave him there. Yeah. Because the new one is a new creation. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. We're part of a new bloodline now. Yeah. And we've got a new dad. It's so good. Yeah. I'm still a little baby. I'm not even a year old. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'll read where, like, where Peter talks about that in 1 Peter 2, just since you brought it up, and it's cool. Um, so this is talking about Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll go from 21. So four, oh, 1 Peter 2, by the way. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness." By his wounds you have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but you have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. <clears throat> so that's where, like Peter's talking about, especially how he bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. And then he, he's kind of talking about how, because um, Isaiah says it in Isaiah 53 as well, about how the by, so like he was... Um, yeah, but I was trying to remember the rest of it, but I can't remember. It's like by where he was like crushed for our iniquities. Um, yeah, pierced for our transgressions. And oh yeah, and we'll and I was looking that up with mum actually. Do you remember that? The difference between because mum was like, why did they do different word for um transgressions and what was the other iniquities? And then we looked it up, and then the one. One of them meant sin and one of them meant like ongoing sin and like then it's effect on you. And I was like, oh, what the heck? So it just made sense. <laughs> yeah, so cool. So and yeah, and how he's talking about by his wounds we were healed. Cool. So good. And okay. Um, also, so basically... I want to share a little bit more of the good part of my story now. Um, <laughs> so, after that, I, I basically, because I'd started in, trying to remember the month, I think May of 2016, I started that was when I started reading the word again and I was still like so stuck in like depression and anxiety 
and partying and hating life but I kind of was like oh just like want to like give like a last like thing of just like reading the bible and seeing what is like is all about because I just like couldn't get over how like some people were just so into it and I was like surely there has to be like something more than what I'm seeing because I did not think it's that great and then I started reading it and I was like oh my goodness this is actually like life changing and like seeing how people lived and people like walking like with miracles and walking like free and loving Jesus with their lives laid down and loving other people and I was like wow this is actually insane and then um I was I caught up with Nath Gillespie who usually teaches here and um he I was just kind of sharing with him that and I was like dude I'm like reading the New Testament at the moment and I kind of lied to him and said I was like at a better place than I was but I was like I'm reading the New Testament at the moment and trying to get my life back on track and um it's so cool but I've never seen anyone live like this is it like possible and then he was like dude yes it's so possible and I was like what and then but for some reason I was like I actually thought it was like possible and then um he gave me like the the thing that Kathy's talking about now from Dan Moller, the Harvest Chapel School of Kingdom Living, to listen to. And I was like, nah, dude, I never listen to podcasts, thanks, but I won't. <laughs> and he was like, oh, just give it like a try, see what you think. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And then I started reading it, and I was reading it while I was reading the New Testament, and I was like, oh my goodness. Like, after I heard the first one, it just like completely just switched my mind of like how I'd been seeing everything wrong and living completely by my feelings and changing the word of God to fit how my life went rather than just being like, God, this is your word. And it says in Psalm that you actually raised it above your own name, which is the most powerful thing. It's above all. And you've raised your word above that. And I think that I like have the authority to like shape it to fit my life. And I was like, whoa, like it's way more powerful than that. And so I just started to take him at his word and read it exactly how it was. And then I read that, like in 1 John um, 2 somewhere, I won't find it right now, but it's like in him is light and there is no darkness. And it was like the smallest thing, but I was just like, because I just decided to believe what God said. And I was like, so God in you is light and there is no darkness. And I was like, so I wasn't actually created to live in depression and mental illness and be stuck in sin for the rest of my life you didn't want that for me because in you is light and there's no darkness so all the bad stuff actually wasn't you and then I could easily just kind of separate it and it says that how Satan's a snake in the grass and so the whole time he's been sneaking around biting our ankles without us knowing and we're like god why are you so not as good as we thought and our ankles are hurting because he keeps biting us and we think it's god because we're in this random field with I don't know you just think god's there but then he's been a little snake in the grass going and you're like Ow, ow. And then and then it just like opened my eyes and I was like, ah, wow, it's been a bloody snake the whole time. <laughs> and you pick him up and you're like, you've already been killed by Jesus and just stamp on his head. And it was just so cool. It just opened my eyes that it actually, none of it was God. And it just cleaned the slate of all the preconceived ideas I had for him and that he was actually completely good. And I was like, wow. So you actually do want me to be free from this. Like I was talking about with his will. And then I was like, and I know that you can because you already crushed the snake's head. And so, oh, cool. So it's actually done. And then 
yeah, it was cool. Cause and then a little while after that, I I was listening to like a Todd White talk, who's like a dude who got mentored by Dan Moller, and it was so random because I knew nothing about like deliverance or anything like that. But um, like I was just listening to it, and he was like, "If you want like deliverance from like this stuff, and you feel like you want to come forward," and it was like mental illness and like stuff like that and I was like yeah I do want that and then so I just started like praying with them on like the computer screen I was like yeah and then my stomach just starts feeling so hot and I was like what the heck is happening right now and then I just started vomiting for no reason and no one else was home thankfully but I'm like vomiting and I was like what is happening right now (laughs) (laughs) no it was on the ground (laughs) but but then after that like it was just like that not that it, like that's how deliverance necessarily goes normally but like it that just got like that freed me from like my depression and anxiety god came in and he came into my house that day and then i was like god i actually do want to be free and i know that you want to and i know that you can so can you just come and do it and then he just came in and was just like boom and i got so free from that right there and then and I just got a piece to just come off my um, like tablets. And it's like the time that I did that before, um, I, I did it. And then within two weeks, like I'd just been spiraling down and I wanted to kill myself again. And they're like, how did this happen so randomly? And I was like, oh, I, tried, I stopped taking my tablets. And they're like, you can't cold turkey it. It's so bad. And I was like, oh, okay, sorry. But then this time I just felt peace. But I was like, I shouldn't tell mum and dad because they'll probably freak out because of what happened last time. So I just stopped because I just felt peace from God that I was free from this and it had no hold on me anymore. And then not saying that anyone like should necessarily do that until they've got, until they know from God that that's what like he's called them to. But I just felt so like free from it. And I was like, oh, I just, I don't need to take this anymore because I'm free from it. And so I just stopped. And then I don't know how long it was till dad noticed, but like, I started talking a bit about like the stuff that I've been learning about like freedom from sin and its effects and stuff like that. And dad's like, you're not taking your tablets, are you? And I was like, I was like, no, I'm not. And I was like, but it's been like seven weeks now. And I was already like so bad last time. I was like, I'm so free. And they're like, what the heck? Sick. And then shortly after that, mom got off her tablets as well. She got completely set free. And it's so awesome just to be like a testament of like our lives, which it's already in the word, but just to... Yeah, show you guys people in front of you that it's happened to, that like we suffered with it, but God wants to hear you from it and he can and he did with mum and I and he'd love to do it for all of you guys. And yeah, literally from that point forward, I've never had it again. Like like normal feelings would try and creep up on me, but it's cool because it, my perspective got switched. It just reminded me that like all, old things actually have passed away and new has come and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm so glad that is not me anymore and that that's actually dead. And I'm like, how good is it that I'm just like a little baby that's just in peace and joy and righteousness just sitting on your lap, Dad? And it's just like the freest thing ever. And so, yeah, it's so awesome. Just as I finish up, though, I quickly wanted to read Philippians 4, which is talking about the battlefield, which is in our mind. And so like kind of practical ways of how we can just, stand top of it and win the battle in our mind because, yeah, Paul addresses it and it's good. Um, so Philippians 4, verse 4, 
goes, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Yeah, I just think it's really cool because it's just straight up. Like rejoice in the Lord always. I will again say rejoice. Um, Then, yeah, I just, because when it's saying like, this just always sticks out to me with the with the thanksgivings. Let let your requests be made known to God, because when <clears throat> when we're feeling anxious and stuff like that, and then we, because we might like encounter anxious feelings, and then we can just go to God and be like, God, I'm actually feeling this, and I'm feeling like this is overwhelming me right now, and I actually can't take it on my own, and it's like good. You're not supposed to be able to take it on your own because it's supposed to be on His shoulders, like. He takes our burden, so we get his light one. And um, so that's why we can rejoice always because we don't have to be anxious because we just give it to him. So I'm like, God, I'm feeling anxious. I feel like it's on my shoulders right now. So can you take it? And so I'm letting my request be made known to him. And then with Thanksgiving, we let it. And so I'm like, but thank you so much that you actually saved me and it's not actually who I am anymore and that I'm actually free from mental illness and its grasp because it doesn't actually have the power over me since that you paid that price and you defeated death and you defeated yeah the greatest effect of sin you death so you've defeated all the effects of sin and so i just thank you so much for that and it's like it's just funny because you're fighting the devil in your mind and he as soon as we start agreeing with feelings and fighting with feelings we lose because that's just the battlefield of the flesh. But we were made to be like on the battlefield of the spirit and be like, just come at it with thanks, which makes no sense to Satan. So he can't understand it because he doesn't actually believe that we're properly thankful to God when we're not feeling it. But then when you do and you're like, wow, thank you so much that I'm free from that. And oh, what you did for me and that I'm saved and that I'm going to spend eternity with you and that you're in me right now. And that I'm a new creation. Satan's like, what the frick? And it just annoys him so much. And it's, yeah, it's just so funny that Thanksgiving is like one of the strongest weapons of warfare in our mind. And then as soon as we come to God with our feelings, let our request be made known with thanks. And then the peace of God, which doesn't even make sense, just comes upon us and it guards our heart and our mind so that now our mind can't be touched by Satan and our heart can't be touched by Satan either. And so, boom, battle over. We just won. And so, and then he's like, so finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So he's like, now that you like know how to win, he's like, Focus on these things because that will keep you in a place where you're just always just boom, winning, boom, victory, boom.
Yeah. Cool. What, what Bible verse is that? Um, so that's Philippians 4 through to 9. Cool. Um, I think that's it. I also wanted to play a song quickly. I don't know how long this has gone. Has it been long? Um, oh, yeah, well. Um, yeah, I just wanted to play a song quickly. If Are people all right with that? It's not too... No, they like... can't take a song. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'll play one. Um, oh, it'll stop recording. That's all right. Um,